Welcome to Israel Mosaic, land people's story. I'm your host, Cora Tarod, and I'm coming to you from the Galilee, where my wife and I live. Thank you for joining me. On today's podcast, I'll be sharing about the recent collapse of the Israeli government, a possible future candidate for Israel's next prime minister, and the life of one of Israel's most respected rabbis. The Israeli government dissolves. In a CBN News article, Middle East correspondent Chris Mitchell said that Israelis are facing uncertainty when it comes to their government. On Tuesday, June 21st, the ruling coalition ended its majority due to four of its members defecting and leaving in the last few months, causing the collapse of the government. Former Prime Minister Naftali Bennett said in a recent public statement that he fought hard to maintain the unity of the coalition. He went on to say about the collapse of the government, In recent weeks, we have done everything that could be done to preserve this government, which in our eyes, its continued existence is in the national interest. Believe me, we have turned every stone upside down, not for our sake, but for the sake of our beautiful country and for you, citizens of the State of Israel. The Israeli Prime Minister during this period of transition is Yair Lapid, who is not only now the country's Prime Minister, but also its foreign minister as well. Israel's next national elections are scheduled for November 1st, its fifth in three and a half years. In an article by Julie Stahl, she gives a statement by current Prime Minister of Israel, Yair Lapid. He said, Even if we're going to elections in a few months, our challenges as a state cannot wait. We must address the high cost of living manage the struggle against Iran, Hamas, and Hezbollah, and face the forces that threaten to make Israel an undemocratic state. Looking back over the last year, the last Israeli government coalition was the most diversified in Israel's modern history, uniting eight parties, not only from the left, center, and right, but for the first time, including an Arab Islamist party. The next few months are likely to be turbulent with continuing threats from Iran and a political rearrangement the likes of which Israel has probably never seen. The Next Coalition CBN News reported that the opposition leader who stands to gain the most by the collapse of the government is Benjamin Netanyahu. When the announcement of the parliament collapsed, he said, This is an evening of great news for the crowds of citizens in Israel. After a determined struggle of the opposition in the Knesset and great suffering of the public in Israel, it is clear to everyone that the most failing government in the history of the country has ended its way. Netanyahu charged that the government was dependent on a party that supported terrorists and vowed not to sit in a government with the Islamist Ra'am party of Mansour Abbas. Netanyahu shared that he will produce a coalition that will continue to expand the circle of peace and return the national pride to the citizens of Israel so that people can walk the streets with their heads held high 
with God's help. Netanyahu's recent words on the folding of the government were very strong, bold, and telling, but it wasn't too long ago that many Israeli citizens were calling for him to step down from office after a 12 year reign of being the Prime Minister of Israel. Now, many of those same people want Netanyahu back, and the latest polls indicate that he has a good chance of regaining power for a possible third term. A Divine Appointment In the late 1970s and early 80s, before Benjamin Netanyahu became known internationally as Bibi, he was going through what the psalmist David described as the valley of the shadow of death. It was under these heart-wrenching circumstances that paved the way for his transformative meeting with a lifelong friend of Israel. In 1980, American evangelical leader and best-selling author, journalist, and Middle East commentator Mike Evans made his way to Jerusalem. In a Religion News Service article dated June 2, 2021, Mike Evans revisits his experience that led him to meet with the Netanyahu family four years after the death of Yonatan Netanyahu, Benjamin Netanyahu's older brother, who died tragically in 1976 in a covert mission in Uganda called Operation Entebbe. Mike Evans' story begins over 40 years ago, in his own words. On the 4th of July, I heard a noise at the door of my hotel. It was a Jerusalem Post newspaper being put outside the door. I picked it up, and the front page was the story of Yonatan Netanyahu and the anniversary of his death in Antibi. What a hero he was for what he did. As I read it, something inside of me said to go to the home and comfort the family. I didn't know who they were, but in Israel, everyone knows everybody. My driver knew how to take me to Ben Zion's house. I walked to the door, thinking I was just going to be there for a minute and leave. Benzion Netanyahu asked me question after question. Who are you? Where are you from? Probing questions. I said, I'm only wanting to express my condolences to the sacrifice you made for this precious nation and for your beloved son. He said, come in and have some tea. I was sitting there drinking tea with him and in walked a very broken young Benjamin. He was 28. As I looked at him, I noticed his head was down. He appeared very shy and depressed. I realized what was going on. He had gone through a terrible divorce. He was still grieving his brother's death, his hero. He was the one that had to tell his parents. I looked at him and saw the agony in his eyes. Then I asked him a question. Can I pray for you? He shrugged his shoulders, which I thought meant to hurry up and get it over with. When I started to open my mouth, tears started running down my face. I prayed this prayer that was more of a prophecy. Out of the ashes of despair will come strength from God, and you will be the Prime Minister of Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu was completely shocked at what he heard. 
He had zero political ambition. He said, I'm not going into politics. That's never going to happen. I'm actually selling furniture. Approximately 16 years after Mike Evans' prayer, Benjamin Netanyahu went on to be the ninth prime minister of the state of Israel in 1996, which lasted for over three years. His second term as Israeli prime minister began in 2009 and continued for over 12 years until 2021. Netanyahu was the longest-serving prime minister since the modern state of Israel was formed. During Netanyahu's first term in office, he would meet one of Israel's most prominent rabbis, Yitzhak Kadori, who revealed an important message to Netanyahu. Rabbi Kadori. In the 2009 spring edition of the Messiah Journal, writer Toby Janaki describes Rabbi Kadori. Sometime in the late 1800s, Yitzhak Kadori was born to a family of spice traders in Iraq. Early on in his life, he was recognized as a Torah prodigy and often traveled to Jerusalem, ultimately settling there permanently in 1922. In Jerusalem, he studied Torah intensely, probing the deep mysteries of the Hebrew Scriptures and the Godhead. He was known to hold the highest standards of the Torah. Orthodox Israeli novelist Chaim Ba'er said of Kaduri, His appearance was striking. He radiated a great deal of human warmth. Whenever he passed by, people would whisper, There goes a truly righteous individual. One of his pupils, Rabbi Beneyahu Shimueli, described him as, quote-unquote, an extremely pleasant man, extremely happy. He did not know what anger was, even once. Of the many attributes that Rabbi Kadori had, he was greatly known for his disinterest in wealth. A story was told of Kadori's son, who found a check for $500 in one of Kadori's books. His son discovered that 10 years earlier, Rabbi Kadori had been studying, and a man came in and put a check in the book that Kadori was studying from. Kadori was so immersed in his studies that he didn't notice the donor nor the check. Encounter with Messiah In 1990, Kadori met the famous Lubavitcher Revi, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson in New York City. Rabbi Schneerson told Kadori, You will not pass from this world until you meet the Messiah. In January of 2006, on his deathbed, Rabbi Kadori revealed to his followers that this had indeed happened. He told them that he had met the Messiah in a vision. He passed away a few days later at around the age of 108, but he left behind a letter regarding the name of the Messiah and specific instructions not to open it until a year after his death. When his followers opened up his Hebrew note a year later, it contained an acronym which is translated, The people shall lift up and verify that his word and Torah stand. When taking the first letter of each word in this Hebrew sentence, it revealed the name Yehoshua, 
This is the Hebrew form of the Aramaic name Yeshua. And in English, the name Yeshua is Jesus. The note was reported to have been verified as authentic by some of Kadori's closest followers. After Kadori's revelation of the Messiah was revealed here in Israel, it sent tremendous shockwaves throughout the Jewish and Christian communities worldwide, leaving many people perplexed and searching for answers. Characteristics of Messiah's Revelations There is much intrigue and mystery surrounding Rabbi Kadori, possibly more now than in his lifetime. The greatest question being, did he really meet Messiah, Yeshua of Nazareth? Rabbi Kadori said the Messiah revealed to him certain characteristics of himself. These characteristics are strikingly similar to Rabbi Yeshua of the New Testament. He said the union of the two Messiahs, Messiah son of Joseph and Messiah son of David, has taken place. By his mouth and words, he will gather the outcast of Israel from all the expanses of the world. As a leader, Messiah will not sit in some kind of government office. Messiah will reveal himself to individuals and not necessarily those who keep the Torah. Lastly, Rabbi Kadori said that when he is revealed, many will wonder, What? Is it he? Yom Kippur message. On October 13, 2005, a few months before Rabbi Kadori passed away, he gave a message on Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. As the congregation gathered, in the crowded synagogue on the most holy day of the Jewish calendar, Rabbi Kadori lifted his head and said, I have met the Messiah. He has appeared to me in a vision. I will spend this day teaching you how to recognize the Messiah, for he shall appear soon. Then he somberly continued, I must tell you something disturbing. I have no specific information to give you on the following matter other than what I am about to share with you now. The Messiah has revealed to me that he will not present himself until after the death of our Prime Minister, Ariel Sharon. Just days before Rabbi Kadori passed away, Ariel Sharon suffered a severe stroke in January of 2006. He remained in a coma for the next eight years until his eventual death on January 11th, 2014. Rabbi Kadori's Sphere of Influence In a book called The Rabbi Who Found Messiah, evangelical Christian author Carl Gallup says, Kadori's fascinating life spanned the years of three centuries, beginning on an unknown date in the late 1800s and ending with his death in January of 2006. He lived in the land of his ancestors before it was once again proclaimed to be Israel. He was there when the nation claimed and gained its independence. He lived to see many of the horrors of Jewish persecution, including the rise of the Muslim Brotherhood, the reign of Hitler, the atrocities of World War II, and every war launched against Israel 
until the early years of the 21st century. Rabbi Kadori was thought of as someone who God used to heal others. Religious and secular Jewish people sought prayers from him to be healed from their sicknesses. Hundreds of stories came out after his death of people who had been cured through his counsel and prayers. Even famous Arab world leaders such as King Hussein of Jordan and Ismail Haniyah, a senior political leader of Hamas, asked for his prayers and blessings. Today, many of Rabbi Kadori's disciples have become believers in Yeshua. Tikva and I have had the opportunity to hear a few of Rabbi Kadori's followers' stories and testimonies on the internet. One of them said that before Rabbi Kadori's letter was revealed, he was secretly discipling his followers and told them Yeshua was the Messiah. Bibi's Meeting with Kadori According to an Israeli news article called Netanyahu Wins Election, after Rabbi predicts he will be Israel's last prime minister before Messiah, Rabbi Yitzhak Kadori, one of the most influential spiritual leaders of the century, met with Netanyahu in 1997 during his first term as prime minister. Rabbi Kadori whispered a long message in the politician's ear. It was later disclosed that Rabbi Shmuel Shmuli, a follower of Rabbi Kadori, shared that Kadori had always maintained that Netanyahu would serve a very long time, and after his term in office is completed, the Messiah will arrive. Is the coming of Messiah closer than we think? What the Biblical Prophets Say About the End Times In the book of Acts, the author Luke quotes the prophet Joel on what will take place in the end times. He shares in Acts chapter 2, verses 17 through 21. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my Spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my Spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Join me next season on Israel Mosaic, Land People's Story, when I'll be bringing you more news from the land of Israel. See you soon.